Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli. Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Social Conversations. As I said in our intro, A-teamers, we are talking about healing South African wounds. And uh, I would definitely love to hear from you, your input, and um, looking at where you are geographically in South Africa. Whether you're a citizen, you are born in South Africa, you're a resident, it is open for all of us to discuss this. I'm going to welcome my esteemed guests, starting off with uh, Reverend Dr. Jawane, who's the founder of the Center for Nonviolence Conflict Reconciliation. Good evening, Reverend. Hey, Sister Tricia. Good evening, Reverend. How are you? I'm, I'm well. How are you, Reverend? You remind me of my aunt who used to play my song at Radio Zulu then, those times. And what <laughs> song was this? She Anya no more. I win. Well, Rev, we'll be talking more on uh, the things of the past in South Africa so we can reminisce on good things so we can move forward. I'm going to now welcome um, social activist Ngila Muyendene. Uh, Ngila, thank you very much for joining us. Good evening. Yeah, thank you very much, Patricia, for inviting me. I'm really pleased to be part of this, and my surname is Muwendani. Muwendani. Thank you very much for the correction. Thank you very much, it's okay. Gila. It's okay. Now we know Muwendani. Hey, Muwendani. Wonderful. So... Uh, the question that we are posing, and I, I would like uh, perhaps um, the Reverend to come in first. Do we have wounds that need to be healed in South Africa, Rev? Yes, we are wounded healers. We have wounds. And these wounds are the ones that have taken us this far. You might have seen at the first three, four days, people destroying the country. But later on, we saw our people come back again to the shop, cleaning up the shop. That seriously demonstrates who we are, the bad and the good of us. The problem, South Africa is viewed as one of the most violent societies in the world. The question that we may ask, how did we come to be like that? Where does this vicious violence come from. Uh, Professor Mahoud Mundai of Makerere University uh, in Uganda tell us that the present is not our explanation. It is not us. In other words, we, in other words, the, the violent culture and behavior that we experience in our homes, our schools, our streets, right now as we did, it's in our distant past, not in our noun observation, behavior of the moment. An old friend of mine in KwaZulu-Natal, when we're training the youth, after training, he called me and said, when Chata used to organize an army to go and fight their opponent, 
they will drink in Delhi. Men will be separated in the camp and they then drink in Delhi to take out the fear of dying and the fear of facing the animal. But after the fighting the animal, the, the enemy, they will not be paid. They will not permitted to go back home. They will go back to the camp and take another, another uh, uh, drink that will take out the system of killing and fear. And they will not be allowed to go straight back home because if they were allowed to go back home, they will continue killing. So what this means is that what we didn't do in South Africa is that after fighting apartheid, after fighting the target, we used to have targets in the township, and we then even we're very even our young people that time were very selective. They knew which target to to attract, and then they will destroy those systems like beer halls and all other things that were destroying our people, and and then. But within the problem is that we didn't debrief our young, our young people. Okay, let's, let's hold it there, Rev. And I yeah. hear you loud and clearly that the wounds that we see uh, bleeding right now, the wounds that we see multiplying are wounds of our past. And perhaps um, the, the dawn of democracy was not properly introduced to us. Let me now move on to Ngila. Ngila. Are they wounds? And if you say yes, where are they coming from? And if you say no, well, it's a good thing. What do we have then? Yeah, Patricia, uh, this is, is a very grave problem, this one. And uh, we must be very contemplative when we're facing it and very analytical. Uh, five years to the month, on this program with Nahelu Pondwani, we spoke about the problems in South Africa. And I indicated then that uh, there is going to be something like this. And uh, that was, uh, that thought was also inspired by the Arab Spring. And I indicated then that uh, this was coming when you when you say this, Ngila, uh, I want you to elaborate. When you say this, yeah, Akira, I'm, I'm making an opening statement. No, I'd I'd like you to elaborate and explain to us what do you what are you referring to when you say this? This is coming. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. There's some what we are experiencing now: the upheavals, the protests. Some want to call them riots and uh, restiveness of the of of uh, the, the population the, the, those are the things that are happening now the looting the violence the racial violence and uh, all that goes with it you know when you see a certain type of cloud in the sky uh, that would indicate to you that rain is coming so these clouds of this storm that we're experiencing, which I've just described in various ways now, this uh, was uh, apparent, maybe obvious to some people, apparent to some, and uh, some of us were oblivious of what was taking place. And uh, someone called, because it was a talk show like this one, and said that uh, I was a prophet of doom. But uh, 
then I realized that uh, a, a few of us don't know what is going to take place. Now, I know that uh, it is quieter now. That is a lull before the real storm, I must repeat. This, if we don't do anything now, then uh, the storm will come again after this lull. Now, I'm saying this because what I want to take, the approach I want to take on this program is, a, is, a, is an approach of solutions. Everybody knows what the problem is. Everybody knows what is happening. It is all over the radio, all over the television. So to repeat what is actually taking place here now, these are fevers, would be a waste of your radio time. Uh, we must talk about solutions because uh, our, our country is on a precipice of uh, uh, pandemonium and conflagration. And we cannot afford to have it when we have just uh, attained what we call our freedom, which is not complete. So uh, uh, what I want us to do is, is to look for, for the solutions and uh, not bandages, but uh, actually taking out the path and then bandage it afterwards. But to bandage it would, is not an option because uh, then the... the, the the, the wound, the pain will fester and until uh, the, uh, the wound rots some more and then it becomes unmanageable and unwieldy. In, in the words of Ngila, let it be noted that he says this is the loud before the storm, but agreeing that there are wounds. So uh, we are all in agreement that there are wounds, but it, it won't help us much to speak about the depth of these wounds. But what will help, as Ngila has said, and I totally agree, is how do we heal these wounds? So let me uh, take this opportunity and start with you, Rev. Um, in terms of healing, these wounds. You you mentioned, um, you know, that these wounds come from our past, pre-1994 and post-1994. There was a synergy that was not met. So how do we then start the healing process? Yeah, the, the healing process will, will take a form of what uh, our former president, Nelson Mandela, once spoke and uh, Madam Kantra made a follow-up to that. He spoke about the RDP of the soul. The RDP of the soul means that difficult as it may be, through the spirit of Ubuntu, through the spirit of building peace, what I would call non-violent, a constructive, positive non-violent this time, we can change the, the, the destructive behavior by infusing the spirit of Ubuntu into the mind and the soul and the heart of our people. What do I mean by that is that uh, for us to succeed in this process of healing, we need to go back to the home. The home must have a project of building a child, building up the, the, the value system of the African people. As, as the, the president once said when he spoke in one of the, and when he was in Jebel, this is not us. 
when you look at what was happening, it's not up. The African values have completely, have completely been destroyed. You will know that I don't want to refer back to the apartheid system, though, but allow me to say that the African family was completely destroyed. I once alluded that the fact that I am who I am is because the African home system was completely destroyed because I was not brought up by my father. My father was completely away working the mind. So we need to bring, bring back the African home. home. The se second element is that the schools, the, our education needs to become what it ought to be, implanting the knowledge system. And the third element is the faith-based community, where we need to begin to, 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 to bring back the, the, the spirituality element of the person. So that because the, the values and the, the spirituality works together, the other uh, 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 stakeholder is the community structures that need to be put in place. So that they, they say in Africa, uh, uh, bringing up a charity takes the whole village. And then the state needs to bring up the element of protecting the rights and, and of course, the, uh, the, the justice. But it's not by building more prisons and all of other things. It's by building a system. What you have seen there, the looting, you could see that the, the African value system has completely been destroyed. The last thing I want to say is that the state cannot bring this, cannot build up, cannot heal the African nation by itself. The state is too high to touch the ground. And the ground is too low to touch the state. We need a spiral effect instrument that would bring our people together so that we fight together in making sure that we hold the whole nation. So here it's very important. I'm a, I'm a reverend. I'm a spiritual person. I'm not preaching the young people to take them to heaven. I'm preaching them here to become good citizens and to, to become patriotic to, to South Africa and begin to build Africa. We have no, no longer targets. All the structures, all the buildings, all the things that we see around us are ours. We need to make sure that we take care of them. Reverend Chawana, and I, I agree with your points, but for me, I'm, I'm going now to the Holy Book, the Bible, where it says, you know, when you see your brother or your sister hungry and you just leave them with a prayer and say, by faith, you'll be okay. And I'm paraphrasing here. That does not help. The word of God needs us to leave the loaf of bread for them to eat. So for me, when I'm looking at these solutions, they are much needed. But there's also the, the, the issue of the poverty, lack of employment. No access to food. And for me, when I looked at the current unrest that we're experiencing in the country, there was, yes, elements of, of what you're saying that we need to bring Africa back, the African value system, the spiritual value system that Africans have. But how do you do that in a poverty-stricken um, community? Uh, 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 yeah, go ahead, Reverend. Yeah, okay. You will notice that I didn't say much about the spiritual it in part. But what is very important, you will realize that what is going on in South Africa today now is that the church has remained silent in the midst of poverty. And now I'm very happy when I heard the South African Council of Churches beginning to speak about, speaking about uh, uh, 
bringing the church together so that it can play its role in the society. The church, as you, you, you notice, uh, uh, my sister, is that the church was supposed to take care of the poor, the weak. And as you read in the Bible, one of the books, Luke 4, verse 18, Christ speaks about when they asked him, he said, I am here. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me to preach good news to the poor, to liberate those who are oppressed. You will understand that the church is more poor the poor. So this is the role that the church is to play. And this is what I'm saying, that we need to work together with all the stakeholders. Excellent. So Excellent. Let me go to Ngila. Ngila, you, you say we need solutions so that we can heal. And you, I loved your statement when you said, let's not just bandage the wound. Let's take the pus out. Let's actually heal it. Operate on it until we get to that meaty part and then we can bandage it because we've dealt with it. And w- how do you think one of the first approaches should be that we deal with healing as South African wounds? Yeah, I I like a lot of what the Reverend has just been saying here. Spirituality, back to African values and stuff like that. But I I, I also want to add a a few insights here. So now we we come out of this program having concretized the solution. Uh, The problem starts with two elements here. The feeling of deprivation on the part of the populace. They feel deprived, they're hungry, they have no jobs, and also there's a lot of corruption in the country, there's no delivery, and we, we came in here uh, into what you call freedom without a program as to what apartheid and colonialism has done to our people and to our minds, because colonialism is not just about taking away our land, but it was also engineering our mind so that now we have what uh, you know I tend to call uh, the, the, the dependency syndrome where we are, de- we are dependent. And a dependent person, once a dependent person does not get what they want, then they cannot do anything for themselves. They continue waiting until they become frustrated. Frustration leads to anger. Anger leads to violence or depression, depending on uh, the, the type of individual that there is. So th- that, that is uh, what we're experiencing now is a manifestation of that violence and the depression that our, our nation is going through. So you need that. For, for what is happening here, you need that and you need a demagogue, someone who will stoke people up and agitate them because the ground is ready for that. That is what has been happening. The people are are destitute and they feel deprived. And some people, I think six of them have been arrested now, came in as these uh, demagogues or, you know, as as agitators to stop people up to behave the way that they do. Uh, Looting and also beating, um, I mean, breaking things up and, and beating people and killing people. So what do we do? What is the cause? The cause is the mentality of our people because they are able to be used by these agitators because of their mental state. So the mindset here is at the center. 
the ultimate solution, which is permanent. I'm not saying other solutions don't work. They do work, but they are transient or temporary. What works is looking at the mindset and reverse the mindset that was engineered by colonialism uh, to make us dependent on uh, Europe and also not take responsibility for our lives. And people will say, no, it's, leader it's leadership. But the leadership, where do they come from? They come from us. They have been similarly indoctrinated by colonialism such that the uh, uh, the uh, their sense of responsibility is very very low it's very very low just like all of us in the in the population because we we have all been targeted by this indoctrination of colonialism so that is where we go now how do you reverse a state like that you reverse it through communication through education through engagement with the people and then uh, in that way you, you, you bring self-knowledge and a higher level of consciousness and a sense of spirituality. And spirituality to me is not just religion. It is a sense of uh, who you are and what is the value of the people that are around you. And once you start valuing yourself and you value the people around you, no agitator can influence you to go and loot or do anything uh, injurious to other people because it is only a person with a low self-esteem that would actually uh, 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 be used by other people or by other forces or by, by certain entities. But once the, the, your self-esteem is high and you know who you are, then from, from that develops self-reliance and people can rely on themselves instead of uh, uh, depending on other entities or forces to feed them or clothe them and to house them. And uh, they won't even need, they won't even need the social grants because these social grants actually kill the, 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 the independent spirit of our people. The, the, I mean, colonialism killed our independence, but these social grants and other things like food parcels have actually further uh, 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 worsened the state of mind of our people. So we must drop all that and, and have programs in schools, in churches, in the trade unions, in all types of organizations where we engage people uh, uh, in, a, in, a, in lessons and programs that would change this mindset and reverse the mindset that uh, was inflicted upon us by colonialism. Let me pause there. All right. I'm glad you are pausing there. And I'm, I'm really hoping that in the solutions um, for our healing process that will come from our A-teamers, we'll be speaking about um, the, the social inequality. I'm hearing my guests. I'm loving their contributions. I'm loving the fact that we are looking at the the holistic view but the one view that I'm still feeling we are amiss is inequality I mean according to the Gini coefficient index we're sitting at 63 um, and that is the highest Gini coefficient in the world meaning South Africa has the highest inequality and how do we solve that because for me that is a wound every time I go Emakaya where I'm from I look at the abject poverty and the lack of infrastructure and the lack of running water and everything else that 
my people live in. And I think maybe that's where we should start talking from my point of view. Everything else is all good and well, but when the people are hungry, when the people don't have food, water, lights, and they see the town right next to them with the same, it, it, it really hurts. Let me go to Atima. We'll start with Isaac. You've been holding for quite a while. Thank you very much for being patient. Good evening, Isaac. Good evening, Patricia, and good evening, the listeners. Yes, um, I would also like to add something to the conversation. Um, the, the music that you started this uh, topic with um, of Lucky Dube. Lucky Dube is actually encouraging us to take control. Now, the question that I ask myself is that, but are we in control of unemployment? Are we in control of drugs and corruption? Are we in control of the borders? You also raised very important issues about the wounds. Definitely, there are many wounds during apartheid and post-apartheid. And a lot still has to be done around that. Yes, we had the TRC, but there are still many questions around that. Uh, you had, even in the past week, All right. Isaac, your line is really cracking. Can you please move around? And also, I'd ask you to please keep your comment very short so that we can get in the other A-teamers. Excellent. Yes. So the other factor is, is patriotism. I think government should come up with programs where they encourage people to, to be patriot, to love their country more. Because I think we love our country less. And this is the only country South Africa we have. If we destroy this, there's no way to go. Thank and you very much, Isaac, for that comment. Um, because of time, I'm going to ask all A-teamers to please keep the comments very sweet and short. Vusi, I'm coming to you. A-teamer Vusi, good evening. Good evening, uh, Patricia. Thanks very much for allowing me to get into the program. Um, uh, um, uh, Mr. Mendan has actually raised the question to say, how do we reverse the situation? I would just like to highlight that uh, we need to go back as a society to reverse this situation in one or another. We need to go back to deal with issues of violence, also to deal with issues of um, inequality in our society. We have a, a program that we started in 2011 on non-violence program that we target uh, young people in terms of uh, dealing with uh, workshops on uh, Ubuntu, we deal with uh, issues of non-violence conflict reconciliation in uh, train the trainer to make sure that we cover as many uh, community leaders, educators and religious uh, uh, leaders. And these programs we need to expand. We've realized that violence uh, it is a problem in our society. Then it is this uh, uh, looting which has just happened now, actually it allows us as a society, to come together to reverse the wounds, actually to reverse the pains or to heal the wounds that we have. That is poverty, that is uh, violence that we have learned as a society. And I would like to urge many organizations, the government, whether it's schools, to go back to deal with issues of non-violence. Well done society. for the work that you are Thank doing, you. Vusi, in your community. Where are you based? We are based in, uh, uh, in Johannesburg. Excellent. The, yes, Thank you very the, much, Vusi. I'm uh, moving now to Mas, uh, Masonoabe, Atima Masonoabe. Good evening. Oh, good evening, ma'am. How are you? Good, thanks. I'm fine. 
you know, our leaders are morally bankrupt. And I have made the same comments just uh, 30 minutes ago in Song as a Show. The reason why I say that is because we as citizens of South Africa and Africa at large, we are also complicit because we enable them to be corrupt, to be morally um, bankrupt, to continue in their ways of error, basically. And I would like to question the legitimacy of this whole notion of Ubuntu. Ubuntu, in essence and in reality, is a bogus um, concept. And I think the less said about it, the better. Because tell me something, uh, Patricia. Today, let's take a country like South Korea. South Korea was colonized by the Japanese Empire, right? And they oppressed yeah, the South Korean people. South Korea today is a first world country. African people were oppressed under the British colonial rule. But it took the National Party a little less than 25 years to get them out of poverty, build schools across the country, and make South Africa an industrialized country. But now let's come to the current government. Keep the it quick, idea, please, Masonwabe, because of time. Let's come to, okay, fine, I'm going to be quick. Let's come to the idea of democracy. It was good from the start, but I believe that when ANC forced Kabombeg out in 2008, the wheels really came off. These people, they lie to black people, they keep them in poverty, they manipulate them. But now, as citizens, why do we continuously vote for them and enable them in their ways of error? Thanks, Masonwabe. We've heard you loud and clearly. I'm going now to Reverend Mon- uh, Moyane, Reverend Moyane. Uh, good evening, Rev. Good evening, and how are you? Strong, Reverend. How are you? I'm highly blessed and favored. Thank you so much. So what's your take on our topic, Reverend? You know what? I, I, I'm just coming in now. I was, <laughs> I'm just coming in, you know. As you phoned me, uh, I was I wasn't listening. All right, um, all right, uh, Rev. I just uh, I'll take you back to Ben because he put you through. I'm going to read some of the messages here that were sent by our A teamers. Um, this one says, "Yes, there are wounds." There's a grief. Black people are grieving. And also there's a circle of violence. Who's going to heal this nation? Ngila. Is, it looks like uh, we've lost something that we don't know how to get it back. This is from Usbusiso Josi in Port Elizabeth. Another one says, says, Pat, you can't heal without confronting the cause of the wound. We cause we know the cause, but we sugarcoat when it comes to addressing that look. And uh, the killings in Phoenix, no one agitates that those killers be held to account. We focus on hungry looters. Kat says, hi, Patricia. Uh, deep wounds exist across all populations in South Africa. It is well known that young boys were forced into military straight out of school by grown men in government to take up arms for something they didn't understand or believe in or go straight to jail. The psychological wounds are still very deep. Those kids were puppets of the machinery of the day. All populations must acknowledge this in order to move forward with hope as the pain is not one-sided. 
to acknowledge this is to acknowledge common ground, although degrees of pain are very subjective. Otherwise, we risk that the pain will continue to perpetuate itself through more accusations and more damage to this country's people. All of them breaking what we have built doesn't help anyone. Um, it perpetuates the suffering. That's from Kat in Peter Maritzburg. This one I got from MJ. MJ says, I believe we can heal firstly by strengthening the family structure. What is known as African values is but a phenomenon of the time. Reality is that we are in the age of mental health as a pandemic. We are a non-talking family. This leads to non-collaborative states. I'm about to go for a quick break, but before that, there are some voice notes that I'd like us to play. Good evening, this is Patricia and your guest. I think South Africans need the healing. A lot has happened from the past to present, which informs how we act, how we, how we react and how we do things. Hatred, anger is within ourselves. In order for us to heal, we need to find common ground in terms of saying that whatever happened in the past, we need to first acknowledge what our forefathers did to, to the other race groups or other ethnic groups or to the other families so that we begin to heal because you cannot heal if you are still holding back what transpired in the past. Thank you very much. I really enjoy your show. Peter Durban. The first thing we have to do is we've got to get rid of this government. In 26 years, we've gone backwards. Infrastructure's gone backwards. Jobs have gone backwards. Unemployment's gone backwards. We also need to get rid of all these parties. We have too many parties in this country. Every time somebody has a disagreement with their party, they run off and start a new party. We need an opposition that is strong. We do not have that in this country. If you don't want to vote for ANC, there is no real party. And uh, not to push it, but thank goodness for Action SA. I just hope that there are the saviors coming along. We also need to get rid of this COVID. We have been cooped up for a year and a half, losing jobs for a flu bug. People need to get back to work. We need to get ourselves and our economy going again. Late Night Conversations, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Social Conversations. It's a quite a, a touching one that we're having um, here on 104 to 107 Nationwide. We're talking about healing South African wounds. We know what we've been faced with in the past couple of days, uh, a little over a week now. And um, all South Africans are shaken because this was not expected. However... Prophets like Ngila Muendane told us months ago that this is looming, it's going to happen. And he still says this is just a lull before the storm because we are seeing come right now. So Ngila Muendane is one of our guests. He's a social activist. We also have uh, Reverend Dr. Chawane, who's a founder of uh, the Center for Nonviolence Conflict uh, Reconciliation. 
Let me come to you, Ngila. Um, you've heard uh, the, the, the thoughts and uh, wishes and questions from our A-teamers. What's your response? Yeah, let me go straight from talking about projected solutions to solutions that are already being applied now and they are working and uh, they are are going apace and they have been applied for years. Now, the approach that uh, uh, we take, because you you realize, of course, that I'm a social activist, the approach that we, we have taken in our program which we call Soul Talk, uh, is, an, is an approach uh, of engaging the individual. Because if the individual is in good heart with himself or herself, then the family becomes uh, will be in good heart with itself. If the family is in good heart with itself, the community will be in good heart uh, uh, with itself and organizations within it. And when the community is in good heart with itself, then society is in good heart with itself and the country is, is uh, in good heart with itself. So that's our project to take. You know, everything that a human being does, from making up your bed to building bridges, starts in the mind. And if we ignore the mind and the mindset and not do anything about it, nothing will change. When the mind changes how it thinks, how it, 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 it expresses emotion and the attitude and stuff like that, when the mind changes, then you'll find that everything else changes. So the self-esteem of anybody is in the mind. Uh, self-worth is in the mind and these are the things that our nation needs and once you have raised the self-worth of a person and the self-esteem of a person that that person will be self-reliant and a self-reliant person can be a good leader because that is leadership and uh, and that person won't be corrupt either (laughs) because corruption arises within someone who has who, who suffers from a dependency syndrome? He depends on other people to do things for him, so he can he cannot stand up, for instance, and start a business. He will always want to have something more than his salary, just in case he he loses his job. So our people uh, talk about jobs. All the parties in this in this uh, in this country talk about jobs. We'll give you jobs. That is actually uh, deadening the uh, the spirit of self-reliance in people, which uh, God has given us, because given, God has given us the power of choice, and the power of choice is decision making, and decision making is about leadership and self-reliance. So that is where we focus on. And, okay. and once you have changed the mindset of a person. You can leave him alone and go away and 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 and, and, and do it with others. All right. Now, can, can I move yeah, on to yeah, yeah, Reverend to, because uh, of time? Let okay. me finish the thought. So, so, so what we we, we really uh, need to do here is to get communities to come together, engage each other in forums which we are already creating. All we need is a critical mass. Once we reach a critical mass. We don't have to do anything further once the critical mass has been reached.
All right, I've, I've heard it loud and clearly. And uh, let me bring in a Rev before I ask my final question. Reverend, um, you've heard the A-teamers and their thoughts and uh, questions and opinions around how we can reach uh, the healing state of South Africa. What are your thoughts? My, my, my first uh, uh, expression is that I'm a prisoner of hope. What I saw our people coming together, cleaning, cleaning up the mess, it's a starting point for me. But my worry is, is this group that we call NIT, the youth, not in education, not in employment, not in training. We need to focus on this group. And I believe, strongly believe that we need to learn from our African brothers and sisters. We, there is a letter in, 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 in social media, that is a letter from from youth from Zimbabwe to South, youth, to South African youth. They say, fellow South Africans, do not be fooled. Do not be used. We were once fooled in Zimbabwe, and we were made to lose farms and destroy our infrastructure. And I think we need to speak to the youth on this platform. We are messing up the other group from other out of South Africa, they say we are messing up a beautiful country, uh, 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 and uh, we need to, to 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 quickly restore it back. And they said what I don't like. They said if you cannot put it right, take it back to the board. And I don't believe in that. I strongly believe that there is a way that we can learn from our from our African brothers in Nigeria. There was militant group. In Niger Delta, the, the government spoke to them to put, lay down arms. And they invited the King Center in Atlanta and America, and they invited my center to go and train those young people to transform their minds. And we then transformed them. And after transformation, the state, the government, invested $4 billion to transform those young people. As I'm speaking now, young people, those militant groups were back in Nigeria, they are back in Niger Delta, they are fisheries, they are they are palace and they are doing a lot of things. My worry here in South Africa, we see a lot of young people all roaming the streets during the week with bottles of uh, of, 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 of beers moving around. You go in other countries in Africa during the week, Monday to Friday, we'll never see young people in the street. They are either in the sport ground, in the school, in the training ground, and others. We need to deal with this issue. And for us to succeed, this country will be handed to this future young people. And we need to focus our education, our homes, our, our non-governmental institutions, our faith-based organizations need all of us We need to work together, focus on these issues so that we bring them Thank you very much, Rev. I thought I was going to have enough time to ask both of you uh, a last question, and that was going to be around social cohesion, but it's already 11 o'clock and it's time for us uh, to go to the news. But I'd like to thank you, Ngila, um, for joining us and giving us your perspective on how these wounds can be healed. And I really do hope that your prediction is not going to come to fruition because we want uh, the storm to end instead of having a loud before the storm. And uh, Rev, thank you very much as well for joining us. Hopefully we'll have you gentlemen with us again, but I really was hoping that we would speak on social cohesion because no community is without its diversities and we are seeing what 
uh, a lack of cohesion is doing in KZN, in Phoenix right now. But thank you very much, gentlemen. It's 11 o'clock. Let's go straight to Greg Hose. Greg, good evening.